Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Phil Bischoff, youth minister and director of outreach at Crosswalk, is bringing you a teaching. So head over to crosswalkphoenix.com, click on the Listen tab, and there you can find today's notes. And now, here's Phil Bischoff. Mindset and our thoughts are so important. A friend of mine likes to say, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I want to put a graphic up on the screen, and we talk about this at Crosswalk uh, a lot. And so this graphic, I think, helped explain why we feel and behave the way that we do. So if we look up there, situation is any event that happens in life. And when a situation happens, right away we have certain thoughts about that situation. And then our thoughts influence our, our feelings, and then it's our feelings that influence our behavior. Every morning at about 5.20, I get an exercise in this when my little, not even two-year-old Oliver wakes up, and he wakes up really loudly, and he likes to let the whole house know that he's awake through his crying. And every morning, uh, I get experience in this, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times when that situation happens, uh, the first thought I have is, oh no, go back to bed, not yet, I want me time. I'm drinking my coffee, I'm not ready for you yet, so my thoughts go to there, right? And then my feelings probably go to I'm a little angry, little self-pity party, right? And then that drives my behavior. So I go into his room, right, because I don't want him to wake up the whole house, and I pick him up, and, and I say, well, why are you awake? Oliver, why are you, you go back to sleep? And he's just kind of staring at me like, dad, first of all, drop the voice, okay? <laughs> and if he could talk, I know he would say, dad, I'm not even two. This is what we do. We cry in the morning, you come and get me, and you cuddle with me, deal with it. Right? He's my kid, he does that, right? And so, really, when, when I change my thoughts, and when that situation happens, and he starts crying, and if my thoughts go to, duh, he is only two, okay, that's what he does, and how about this, what if my thoughts went to, this could be some Phil and Ollie time, some one-on-one -on -one time in the morning. Now that's going to change my feelings a little bit. Now I'm not really so angry, I might still be tired, okay, but I'm not really so angry, and now my behavior is going to change a little bit. So I go in there, and instead of having that weird voice, I pick him up, and we can cuddle a little bit, right? So the situation, how my thoughts are, my mindset, affects my feelings and my behavior. Today, we're going to think about what's our mindset with our families at home, and what's our mindset with our church family. And I want you to ask yourself, does your mindset need to change a little bit about your family at home, and especially with these verses today, about your church family, your family of faith? One way to look at that is to look at what are your feelings and your behavior right now with your family and with your family of believers. Is there any bitterness or resentment going on? Or on the other end, do you have any, any feelings at all? 
Because sometimes with a family of believers, we kind of stay so distant and we don't want to have any conflict that we really don't have any feelings. So our behavior is just kind of to check out. At our homes and in our church, if we want our mindset to change, how does that happen? Paul's going to tell us in these verses how that happens. So let's look at our first set of verses, and they come from Philippians chapter 2. And these are also my wedding verses, so Rachel and our wedding verses, so they're really near and dear to my heart. All right. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Do not look to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. All right, so I'm going to give you the fill-ins right away, and then we're going to look at this. So here's the fill-ins. Your primary identity, Paul is saying, will drive your mindset, so it starts with identity, will drive your mindset about whom you aim to please, what your mission in life is, who is on or in your team or family, and how you value and treat them. Okay, so in these verses, that's what Paul is saying. It's starting with identity. So let's put that graphic back up on the screen, okay? And when it comes to mindset, here's what Paul is saying. First and foremost, you got to know the situation. And the situation is that you are united with Christ. That your identity has been changed from an enemy of God to a dearly loved child of God. That is huge when it comes to mindset. I got to know what the situation is, okay? And if I know that, what my thoughts go to is I'm loved I'm valued, I'm appreciated, and then that now affects my feelings and my behavior, okay? And for all of these things, right, it affects my thoughts on who I aim to please. How often are we trying to please ourselves or please someone else that that really doesn't matter? But Paul says, make my joy complete, and what he's really saying is, please Christ, who saved you and rescued you. And then that will overflow into my my feelings and my behavior on what really is my mission in life? Is it to please myself? Or is it to unify even closer with those who are my family of believers so that we can shine out to, to others? And then it goes into how I value and treat my family. Because, you know, when he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, he's saying, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, look to their interests, and I can only do that. My behavior can only look to other person's interests if I'm secure in my situation. And Paul is saying, therefore, since you're united with Christ, if you have encouragement and love from him, you got to start from there. All right, so I can say amen, right? We can go home. Great. Done. Pretty easy. Why is it not that easy? Well, I want you to circle the word therefore, okay? I want you to circle the word therefore 
because as my teacher taught me, if you, search, if you see the word therefore, it's there for something. I'll always remember that. Like fourth grade, I think I, I heard that. Paul puts the word therefore because in chapter one of Philippians, here's what he says to the church, and here's what he's saying to you. You will face opposition to this mindset. First of all, from our culture. And the culture of his day, there were people that were saying, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, put, don't put yourself last. And there were even some people who were preaching Christ, but for selfish gain. They weren't preaching it so people could have forgiveness. They, they wanted all the glory for themselves. I don't know if we realize just how much our culture is against this mindset of putting others first, of finding my identity in Christ. And here's an example. Last week, um, I went to, my wife and I went to a marriage retreat, a Christian marriage retreat. We were gifted some tickets to it. It was awesome. There was like 800 uh, husbands and wives. It It was a Christian one. And it was based on the mindset we just talked about. Our identity in Christ can help us with with all those things, right? What was funny is on the way to the conference, as we walked in the hotel, you know, my wife and I are holding hands, smiling, and we see this other uh, conference going on. And it's like got all these banners and it's in lights. And the name of this conference was Think and Grow Rich World Tour, right? Think and Grow Rich World Tour. That's a mindset, right? That's a mindset. Um, so I went on the internet to see what's, what's this Think and Grow Rich World Tour all about. And here's, here's a snippet from the website. At this groundbreaking event, you will learn how you can apply Napoleon Hill's proven success principles to achieve everything you want in life. Oh, that's pretty, pretty intriguing, right? So I went to Napoleon Hill, you know? What is, who is Napoleon Hill? Apparently, he wrote a book in the 1930s called Think and Grow Rich. And here's a line from this book, and I really want you to listen to it because it says a lot about our culture and the mindset of our culture. Here we go. If you truly desire money so keenly that your desire is an obsession, then you will have no difficulty in convincing yourself that you will acquire it. The object is to want money and to be so determined to have it that you convince yourself that you will have it. That's a mindset. And our culture has an obsession with with money, but if you dig deeper, really what an obsession with money is, is an obsession with self. Our culture teaches that your primary identity is a personal happiness creator, and that your mission in life is to make yourself happy kind of no matter what. Now, that changes a little bit with that graphic that we had with the situation and thoughts and feelings, right? Because now if the situation is my life's goal is to be a personal happiness creator, okay, and that's my thought, my feelings will change based on how people get in the way of that or help that in my family or my church family. Not a lot of room for forgiveness, not a lot of room for compassion, only if they're making me happy. And then the way I treat people will change based upon my feelings for them, right? And I think we don't realize how much we're affected by that because then when I went to 
the marriage retreat, the Christian marriage retreat, with this different mindset, okay, based on what we talked about and and looking in Philippians. I'll never forget this. The first day, first day we sat there and the speaker said, hey, you do not have issues in your marriage. I was like, oh, great, honey, we're doing great. We don't have issues in our marriage. This is awesome. We can go. All right, we're done. And he kind of let it sit there. You do not have issues in your marriage. Then he said, you are the issue in your marriage. Can I go to the other conference that think and grow rich? I think I, I, can we slip out and go there? Right, is that, that message hurts is saying that, that I'm the issue. But, but here's, here's the deal, guys. The reason Paul is saying do nothing out of selfish ambition. And, and the truth is that we don't just face opposition from our culture when it comes to this mindset. We face opposition from within our own hearts to this mindset. We all have a sinful nature, and that sinful nature, it wants a front row seat to the Think and Grow Rich conference. My sinful nature wants to host the conference, right? My sinful nature says it's all about me. But the truth is that I do have a heart issue. And as the leader of my family, I need to be the first one to say that. And so what I'm asking you, church family, is to have a shift in mindset, is that it starts with leaders. So husbands, dads, are you willing to admit that you are the issue in your marriages, with your family, that you have opposition from within, that your heart is not 100% pure, that you have a sinful nature that wants me first, and that affects your feelings and your behaviors. And then it goes on down. Wives, Mothers, are you willing to admit that you're the issue? Teens, kids, are you willing to admit your relationship with your parents that, that you're the issue? That you've got, you've got opposition from within? Or are you going to say, no, it's all my parents' fault? That's not what Paul is, is saying about selfish ambition. And now when we get to our church family, right? When we get to our church family, family of believers, right? Because Paul's really talking about this in these verses, and it also starts with leadership when it, comes, when it comes to this, of being the issue, okay? It also starts with leadership. So let me be the first to say, Pastor Jeff and Dan are the issues, okay? Let me be the first. Oh, oh, wait. You know how you tear someone down to build them up? All right, I want to be real clear about this, okay? I want to be real serious. The reason why Pastor Dan and Pastor Jeff are such great leaders of this church is because they are the first to admit that they need Jesus. They are the first to admit that they do have a heart issue. And you hear that in their messages every week. And that is so refreshing as a leader underneath them because I know I got issues. I know I got pride. I know that I want to do things for myself I know that I've done ministry for selfish reasons. And to hear them say, I need Jesus, makes me much more willing to say, you're right, I'm the issue, and I need Jesus, and I need his love, and I need to rest in his identity. And it goes on down. So in our church family, board of directors, are you willing to admit you're the issue? Elders, are you willing to admit you're the issue? Team leaders, managers, Volunteers, church members, 
And, and even someone who's here for the first or second time, that, that what, what Paul is telling us is, is, are we willing to admit that in our relationships with our family, with our church family, that, that we are the issue? When we're willing to do that, we can see that there's a much better way and that Jesus shows us that way. Now let's look at the next set of verses. Here's what it says. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now look at this, mindset, right? Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And I'm gonna stop there for now because here's what it's saying. It's saying that Jesus is God. He's existed from all of eternity and he's co-equal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit in power and authority. And when we messed up, when we sinned, Jesus had every right to play the God card and to say, you humans didn't measure up you're on your own. But Jesus took a different route. He served us. He humbled himself. Jesus, you know, we talk about rags to riches. Jesus flipped that. Jesus had the riches of heaven and he took on the rags of sinful humanity for us. Jesus went from the throne of heaven to a manger to the cross. And Jesus Christ redefined what greatness is. That greatness is not how much you can gain for yourself, but true greatness is giving yourself away. That's what Jesus shows us. And he, and he gave him, himself away for you and me. Therefore, therefore, let's look at this. God exalted him to the highest place. And gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I think God has put the desire for greatness in our hearts, and He's showing us that the desire for greatness, the quickest way to the throne room, is through being a servant. Not through trying to put myself first. That's what it's showing here, that God the Father was so pleased with his son that one day every single person will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, whether they want to or not. They will because they'll see that it's true. Okay, now, let me warn you a little bit. We got two fill-ins here. I want to warn you a little bit because, and as a lot of you probably know, when you try and live by this mindset, when you try and live by this mindset of, of others first, of humbling myself, you will realize that you still have opposition. The opposition doesn't go away. You have our culture still telling you, you gotta put you first. Don't listen to that garbage they tell you. Don't, don't listen to what the Bible tells you about this. No, me first, me first, you gotta watch out for me. You're gonna have the culture telling you that all around you, right? And you're going to have your opposition from within. 
And so here's what I'm saying. If we try and go and just do this by our own willpower, here's an example. I was at the, at the marriage retreat again, and here's what it, all these things listed. A godly husband prays for his wife, puts the needs of her first, spends quality time with his kids. Boom, 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 boom. And at first and I read that, and it's like dagger, 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 because I'm not doing that perfectly. Let me give you the filling. Here's the filling. When I compare myself to Jesus, I rightly feel extremely selfish, inadequate, and that I'm a failure. You can't try and do this on your own because our sinful nature is there and we're not gonna earn any favor with God, right? Is that I, I, I fail at this all the time and, and so do you, right? But I want to read the verses again and you're gonna help me this time with verses six, seven, and eight, okay? I'm gonna read it all, but at the end of six, seven, and eight, we're all gonna say the words for me, okay? So let's read these again. Let's get them up on the screen. At the end of 6, 7, and 8, you're going to read the words for me. You're going to say them. Here we go. I'll read. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Here we go. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage for me. That God dropped his, his didn't play his God card, that he didn't use it for his own advantage for me. Here we go. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness for me. Jesus served you. Jesus came and humbled himself for you. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross for me. Thank goodness that I don't have to be the savior, that you don't have to be the savior. Thank goodness that Jesus is because he's way better at it. And he accomplished that mission. Here's your next filling. Thank God that Jesus is the savior and I am not. His mission was to save me and he accomplished it. When I rest in Jesus, I have hope and power. It's so important that we start with our identity. Do, do you see why we start with the situation that that's so important? That every day when I wake up and I wrestle with my sinful nature, I've got to rest in my identity. I am a dearly loved child of God, bought with the blood of Jesus. And that is why Paul says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, because our Savior loves you and he empowers you, and when you rest in his love... You can put others first because he put you first. So let's look at that next verse. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, here we're going to our family of faith, right? And as individual families do this, we are united with Christ. And let's look and see, since we're encouraged with Christ, we have his love, here is at the end, here's at verse 14. Here's what he says. Let's put these verses up. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. I want you to underline these next verses. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky and hold firmly 
to the word of life. When believers unify as our identity in Christ, and when we put the needs of others above ourselves willingly, guess what happens? Grumbling and arguing go way down. When I'm thinking of my brothers and sisters in Christ needs first, my wife's needs first, all of a sudden I'm, I'm not grumbling and arguing. And, and, and church family, when we as, a, as together, when we walk forward together and we move forward and we are having passionate conversations and, and disagreeing with, with each other, but we're doing that in a, in a spirit of love and acceptance and we're not grumbling and arguing because we have, we have Christ as our savior in this mindset. When we do that, that shines out to a dark world because what's the way of this world? Arguing and grumbling our way of life. I stopped looking at my little iPhone uh, uh, news app because it's all grumbling and arguing, right? That's the way of the world because grumbling and arguing is my way of getting to the top. I'm excited. You know why? Because in the next three or four years, from now for the next three or four years, we as Crosswalk Church, as a family of faith, and let me be honest, whether it's your first time here or you've been here for 15 years, you're here, and we mean this, that you're family. Because Jesus Christ died for all of us, and, and we, we have a place for you, okay? We're a community of warm, inviting people because, not from our power, but from Christ. So in the next three or four years, church family, we have an opportunity, so many opportunities to shine. From now for the next three or four years. Let me list a lot of them. So we're calling for another connections pastor to get, to get, a, to get a third pastor here, right? We're building a church building, 59th Avenue and Baseline, to be a lighthouse, a landmark, and a launch pad to get this, this message that you can change your mindset world about your identity so that affects your feelings and behaviors, this awesome mindset that you're a child of God. That's what that church building is about. Next week, we're launching a team to our second location, to Midtown. God's allowing us to now preach the gospel in a different area of Phoenix. At the end of August, we are going to launch another team to Maputo, Mozambique. We've talked about that a little bit before, where it's our vision to, to plant a church there. And we've got some, some people who are, are maybe willing to do that. So we're going to send a mission there. And then in the next three or four years, we've got just some changes happening. And we've talked about this from stage that Pastor Jeff is, is going to retire. And now, if you know Pastor Jeff, when I say retire, don't think like fishing and golfing, okay? If you know him, that's... It, the likelihood of him retiring like that is the likelihood of me growing hair, okay? That's not going to happen. He's going he's gonna to move on and still do some amazing work, but, but he's going he's gonna to move on from being the senior pastor. So I'm super excited. And, church family, let's talk about this. In the next three or four years, Satan is going to put in front of us opportunities for grumbling and arguing. He's going to put in front of us opportunities to have opposition. Because if Satan can get believers fighting with each other, then we're not focused outward. It's been a long time that we've called our connections pastor. And it can be easy to have grumbling and complaining. When our building starts going, there can be grumbling and complaining about so many things, right? When you get a building going, 
with Midtown. It can be an us versus them. Oh, you're over there in Midtown. That's your church now, okay? You guys, you guys worry about it yourselves, right? That can, that can be the temptation. Or, uh, you know, Maputo, Mozambique, why are we going all the way there when there's needs right here? Or I don't want Pastor Jeff to leave. No, he can't leave. He's got to stay till he's 112. He's got to. But I'm not worried. You know why I'm not worried? Is because we have a different mindset. And our mindset is empowered by Jesus Christ. And, and we've got a church full of people who are going to put, put each other first and put the needs of other people first. And here's what's super exciting. When we move forward and get our, our pastor and when we start doing the building and when we're going to Midtown and we're doing that unified and we're doing it without grumbling and arguing, man, that's gonna shine. And it does shine already. I, we, we are so thankful. Our church, man, the We Love Levine shirts, our community sees that. And when we do things, we're doing it as a, as a unified force. That is being a, a, a shining like a star. That's what it's talking about as family on a mission, is that what this is, is now we're pointing to the world that, man, there's, there's, there's a better way, and it's the, it's the way of Jesus. The way of greatness is giving yourself away and it's a great thing, because with Jesus, I've got everything. So I'm just going to end with the last point. Here's the last point. Since we're united with Christ, we get to put others' needs ahead of our own. We will shine like stars in a dark world and reflect God's life-changing love. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son. This had a total different mindset that, that he came to give himself away for us and that, and that changes everything, that he went from the throne to the manger to the cross for us. And Lord, help us view each other as a unified family, that, that we have this mission of getting closer to one another and we can shine like stars through you, that we can do this. Let's continue to admit that we've got our heart issues, but man, that Jesus has healed us and he's empowering us, that we rest in that identity and our thoughts and our feelings and our behavior changes, all because of you, Lord. Lord, just bless us these next three or four years as we move forward and we want to shine the message of your gospel to a world that really, that really needs it. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. So before we close, if you would like to hear more, head over to CrosswalkPhoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held on the campus of Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now some closing thoughts from Phil Bischoff. Not a better song to end today because because of Jesus, we have a new mindset. Amen. We have a new mindset where we can go out knowing that we rest securely in being his brothers and sisters. God is our father. We're loved and accepted. We can shine to a world because we have him living in us. Your next step, I will rest in Jesus. I'll take on his mindset and find joy in serving others. And let's shine to Levine and beyond. Now go with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. 
Amen. Have a great week in the Lord, everyone.